again. Hello. <laughs> How are we doing today? Yeah. Just easy breezy, you know, a normal easy. superficial conversations. Very right? superficial. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Really. Just, like, how's your day? Yeah. Oh, it's fine. How's mm -hmm. yours? Oh, mm -hmm. life's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah. No, no diving deep. No, uh, no. no. All good. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is sarcasm, folks. <laughs> yep, it is sarcasm 101. Yeah, right. Well, today, or this hour, <laughs> I want to talk about narratives. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Narratives. Narratives. This is a new one. Yeah. I might have to ask for a definition of the narrative. <laughs> Webster Dictionary. <laughs> Took me back to college. Yes. Mm. You have to read these narratives. You have to write narratives. You oh, have geez. to... What the hell's a narrative? Okay. Now, go ahead. No tests today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yay. I mean, I guess tests, but they're not getting graded. How about that? Yay. <laughs> well, I was thinking along the lines of there's two types of narratives that come to mind. Um, and I never really thought about it until I was reflecting on the doubt episode. Mm -hmm. And then in the uh, episode we just did about guilt, shame, I it kept kind of reoccurring to myself. So there's one narrative that is the internal narrative. And it's the narrative you tell yourself about yourself, the world around you, what has happened, what is happening and what will happen, you know, this kind of, yeah, internal narrative. Mm -hmm. And the reason I thought about the other <laughs> narrative is because of the doubt episode is the narrative you give others about what is happening around them to the world. So there's like this internal versus external. And those are very different things, mm -hmm. except the big overlap is that those, in my opinion, really dictate your choices. If you have an internal narrative of, I am successful, I am capable, you might take make choices that are a bit more opportunist mm -hmm. versus maybe not going forward with anything, you know, just staying back. You know, if you're feeling I'm not capable, you'll just reserve, stay reserved. Mm -hmm. Similarly, external narratives, if you're being told that you're being lied to and that you're a fool to believe these lies, then you may make decisions that are um, or choices or have beliefs that would be different than they would be otherwise. So let's say your narrative of before the Roe v. Wade mm -hmm. in your mind about the government and that, you know. We may have done a podcast yeah. where I said, yeah, yeah of course narrative. I trust the government. Of course yeah. I trust the government. Yeah. yeah. And your understanding yeah. of that narrative got obliterated before your eyes. Yeah, it and did. And we did another episode yes, in which we got did. to document mm -hmm. said obliteration, which I thought was amazing. Mm -hmm. I would have not made that sacrifice if I could have made that choice, but it was what it was. But I felt like your narrative was, and I'm really being broad here, but mm -hmm. that it was, we'll always be making progress. Maybe sometimes it will be smaller, sometimes it'll be big leaps and bounds, but it's mm -hmm. kind of, we're going one direction. Yes. And all of a sudden it was like, you were busting a U-turn unexpectedly and you didn't have your seatbelt on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So now I would imagine that that shift in narrative mm -hmm. maybe shifted how you may view the world, mm -hmm. view the government, view what actions you may or may not want to take in the future because yes. progress is not guaranteed. 
Yes. Right? Yes. So it seems to me that whether it's an external narrative or an internal narrative, um, whether the, someone is giving you that narrative about yourself or about the world around you or whether you're creating it yourself, whatever it might be, it affects your choices ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually, I do not start the episode by giving you all that back history. I usually let you wander around in the woods for a while before I get to where I'm thinking I might be ending up. Um, well, I ask you for the definition of narrative. It is because true. I, yeah, I, I yeah. started that because yeah. I was thinking, what exactly is Alex trying to dig out <laughs> with narrative? Yeah. Well, this whole podcast, in a lot of ways, to me, is about, you know, in, um, empowering. There's mm -hmm. a, a sense of empowerment. You know, we've defined what this podcast is for, but I think one of the ways that we could talk about it is empowering ourselves to get to know ourselves, to know what's going on inside of us, to be able to make choices that might be healthier for mm -hmm. ourselves and for everyone around us. So in this sense, I was kind of hoping, one, to did you even agree do you feel that that's true about narratives and the role they play in our choices but two how if so how we can affect the narratives that we at least tell ourselves so that we can make healthier choices but do you think that that is an active i know that you can't like a light switch be like yeah i'm full of love and belonging and i'm <laughs> bound for greatness and like i'm not naive enough to think that but just like going to therapy it can progressively as you heal and un unpack yourself, then you're able to understand yourself better and make better choices. So in a narrative sense, do you mm -hmm. think that there's a way to influence the stories we tell ourselves? And if so, how? Um, yes. And the I, I think the short answer of how the how part, how we adapt is just being vulnerable and willing to take a step back mm -hmm. and observe what's happening and see if your current choices, your current lifestyle is in line with your personal narrative mm -hmm. um, that you have developed over, over your lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know I've shared, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I was born an optimist mm, right. that really affects all of my decisions. I'm always going to see the glass half full. I am just wired that way. Um, that's how someone like myself could, could say, yeah, I, I trust that the government is, you know, the government, it, it's not a separate entity. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's people, it, there, there are, our community members they're you know they're elected to serve us so mm -hmm. they're going to they're going to make mistakes but you know we live in america we can we can vote them out we can you know we have transparency we have freedom of press freedom of speech you know we have all these things so i am not you know i'm wired not to say oh god yeah who would trust only an idiot would trust the government and then you know a few weeks i mean a few months later from doing that podcast, you know, there there's Roe, Roe v. Wade and mm -hmm. all the repercussions, you know, that are that are 
coming down from that. It's the, you know, learning that my recycle is not being recycled. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. How much can a girl take? You know, how much, how much is this optimistic soul going to like be put back to, to, to how things were mm-hmm. when I was a kid? And, you know, what happened to progress? What happened? You know, all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think with the getting back to your, your question or mm-hmm. your prompt about mm-hmm. narratives, mm-hmm. it's important to know how you're wired and to make however you're wired, make the best choices. Mm-hmm. Some of us um, are pessimistic by nature for a lot of reasons, and they are, they're always going to be doubting and they're always going to be questioning and they're always going to see you know the the things that could go wrong Mm -hmm. that's good too yeah that that really is but you don't want it to to blind you you don't want to turn in into that person that is you know the dark cloud everywhere you're like oh here comes joe you know joe's going to find fault with everything and you know it could be two for one drinks and everybody's happy and here comes joe oh what oh who wants budweiser of course it's two for one where's my you know whatever Hmm. it's they're always going to see the negative like the the the, they're always going to see the 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 side that maybe isn't living up to their expectations Hmm. um so I'm trying to like reel myself back in with 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 the narrative mm-hmm. thing. Um, I can say that um, this may be a little off topic, but my narrative we talked about in in one of the episodes was like like my work ethic mm-hmm. being raised in the '60s and you know, that you really give 110% to your job. You know, it's like a family. Then the company takes care of you, that whole that whole thing. Yeah. Well, lately, I've seen this term keep popping up. Quiet <laughs> quitting? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Quiet quitting. I'm like, okay, never heard of this before. What the heck is that? So mm. I'm reading about quiet quitting. And... I'm being the optimist and being wired and raised the way I was with a work ethic. I'm thinking, oh, so this is a thing now that mm-hmm. people are doing. Mm-hmm. They are actually just doing what, you know, if they're required to work nine to five, five o'clock, they're gone. Doesn't matter. You know, I mean, this is a thing. This is quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. And my optimistic mind is saying, but that sounds like negative. It sounds like you're showing up, but you're not giving 110%. You're giving 100% or you're giving, you know, and that goes against kind of me. Like mm. I am, I want to give a lot and, yeah. and, and I want to be recognized. And I, I yeah, I want to go above and beyond. That's how my generation was raised. Mm. But now it's the quiet quitting so I'm thinking to myself, okay, how would that work for someone like me? If I if I go back and I and I enter the workforce, now I know what this thing is, mm-hmm. and guess what? Everybody's doing it. I I perhaps need to try it. Mm-hmm. I perhaps need to go in without 
you know, volunteering for this and, and thinking of, oh, how can I help this department? How can I help my coworker? I need to go in and sit at my desk and quietly quit mm. for what they're paying me and then leave mm. and, then, and then go home and do my thing. Mm. That's foreign to me. That's a foreign concept to me. But yeah. apparently it's the thing. So my narrative, my personal narrative, quiet quitting is, is to me a slacker. That's a that's somebody that, you know, they're going to do the minimum, see ya, out of the door. They're not going to show up if there's a something happens, a flood, and, you know, they need volunteers to go in and get the files and get go. No, they ain't doing that. They're like, uh-uh, no, mm-mm, nope. So what happens when you have a, an entire company of quiet quitters? Hmm. Well, we've seen that. Yes, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Some people quiet quit their whole career. Yes. All 30, 40 they, years. They, they quiet quit. They never started. They quietly never started. Yeah. 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 And how does that sustain itself? How does mm-hmm. that move forward? How does that create? Mm-hmm. How does that create energy? Yeah. How do you quietly quit anything and create positivity and energy and and camaraderie and and all those things that Mm. in my mind they're good things Mm. so real quick sorry i have to divulge or diverge um just make sure with your foot hitting that i think the microphone might be picking up oh okay i move my foot over yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) i'm not sure if it's picking up on it or not i can hear it but oh okay yeah um so I, I understand what you're saying, and I actually would say if, if we're going to be talking about quiet quitting, in a way, we actually talked about this in the boundaries. And I think that you yourself really started seeing what quiet quitting was. Maybe, I don't know if you knew that term at the time, but you've talked about I it. I didn't. I just discovered it ah. on vacation last week. Ah, I, I okay. had more time, like, going, like I don't <laughs> know, scrolling or whatever. And I guess once you click on something, then the powers that be think, oh, she's interested in yeah. this. So, I mean, it was like one article yeah. after the other after the other. I'm like, what the heck is this quiet quitting all in my feed? So yeah. I did not know yeah. when I, when we filmed that yeah. prior episode yeah, about it or about that term anyway. Well, I will say because of the way the algorithm works, it doesn't mean everyone's doing it. It does mean that they were like, hey, you're interested. They just keep sending it to you. So let's... Make sure we discern those two things. But when we talked about the boundaries, I think that was the episode in which you talked about you saying, you know, yeah, you're this, this is your work ethic. And then you go back into the workforce and you look around, you're working hard. And the people that are barely working at all are getting the promotions or getting the, you know, prestige. Mm -hmm. I think what quiet quitting is referring to are the people like you in that situation who look around and saying, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. I work my butt off. I volunteer. I'm the the teammate that goes above and beyond, and you're disrespecting me, and you're putting this person on a pedestal who's got no respect and no trust at yeah. all amongst anyone. That's when you get quiet quitters. I don't think that everyone's quiet quitting. I think there are people who never start working or just quiet quit themselves and keep getting promoted, and there are people who work their butts off and see that happen, and that's the quiet quitting we're talking about. And they say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is not cool. This is this is inappropriate." So the quiet quitters le- are the ones that leave that situation, is or that decide, "I'm going to stay here. I'm just not going to go above and beyond. I keep volunteering my weekends. I'm not going to volunteer my weekends anymore. I'm done with that. Right. Why do I keep volunteering my weekends? I'm hurting myself." 
Yes. That's all I'm doing. I think, because I, I have seen that term, and that's the way I understand. Like, I'll be honest, <laughs> I quite quit the last couple of months of my last full-time mm-hmm. job. Because I was so, I had spent years, as you witnessed, years professionally um, going down the right avenues mm-hmm. with the right ways of communicating to the right people one after another to try to bring attention and solutions to the freaking dumpster fires and nothing they were saying i don't see a dumpster fire Mm -hmm. and meanwhile people are running around with their heads on fire nope i don't see a fire and meanwhile our our department was decimated with yeah with long-time employees leaving for other positions right yeah so once i decided that i was done i just did exactly the amount that my paycheck paid no more no less, just that. I stopped going above and beyond. Nope, not going to volunteer for that event. You're going to find someone else to fill that. I'm done being the person because guess what? Everyone else will not, and I'm the only one that's going to. Mm-hmm. And they know that, mm-hmm. and I'm done with that. And so that's what I understand is quiet quitting. And I don't think that that's a slacker. I think that's a boundary setting. I'm going to do exactly what you're paying me for. If you're not going to offer me promotions or professional development or payment increases or anything, yeah. Then you're not doing your duty as a company or organization. You quite quit on me before, years before I decided to quite quit. That's mm-hmm. the issue, I think. And that's your, I think, from your, your, um, where you, the time that you grew up, your understanding was the company wasn't quite quitting on the employees. Correct. They were, and, and they that's weren't. The they offered pensions. Right. They, you know, they that's really the did difference. kind of go yeah. above and beyond too. It right. was a mutually beneficial. Yeah arrangement and if they were doing that then yeah and i was just like <laughs> okay yeah i would be judging myself too <laughs> like, yeah you are a slacker that's not quite quitting that's not boundaries you're just a slacker but yeah. that yeah and i think that's the the part of it that gets missed is if if the organization and the company is quiet quitted on the pl- employees first yeah. and yeah. the employees finally say i'm i'm giving up i'm not trying to fix this anymore i'm just going to show up do my job nine to five and roll out what, right what's the point but I think that's a that's a really I'm really glad you brought up that example because that goes back to narratives. Mm-hmm. If the narrative that's presented that the company is going above and beyond, then the person looks like a slacker. But if the company's obviously quite quitted on the employee, then the employee is enforcing their boundaries. So that narrative <laughs> switches even how the choices are perceived and received. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was something that was like right here. We went this direction. Hmm. Yeah, I had to mention that, be- like I said, because I had not heard that term before. Mm-hmm. And and then there was another quiet firing. Mm-hmm. And I think, did you hear that one? Quiet quitting, quiet firing. Mm-hmm. And I think the quiet firing <laughs> has something to do with what you were saying, the, the flip with the mm-hmm. company you know, is quietly oh, firing. You, yeah, you know you what I mean? have quietly been fired. <laughs> I will tell you, you have. <laughs> I can tell you. My understanding of that is, I, from personal witness, you were quietly fired. I was fired. quietly fired, yeah. yes. You were mm-hmm. being quietly attempted to fire for a while. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. what happens. And I, it's almost, it's basically what I was saying about the quiet quitting except of the company, except on an individual basis. I feel like quiet firing is specific. Like, I think of specific people. Yeah. But if the company itself is not doing its responsibility, then it's just a complete letdown of their side of the of the deal mm-hmm. on a on a whole scope. 
Yeah. And oh, so this was this, the thing that was like floating out here, you know, without going into specifics, although I kind of just indicated some specifics. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we know. It's um, okay. You know, um, I hadn't even thought about this. I, when I was thinking about external narratives um, that are given, I was thinking about the doubt episode and politicians sowing mm-hmm. doubt. And then the internal narrative, I was thinking about, you know, like shame and, you know, the whole narrative you tell, I am guilt. And so there's, those are influencing, indicating. But it's so funny with the quiet quitting. How do I say this? It's interesting the narratives, the self-feeding cycle. So let me try to explain this without getting myself in trouble here. You know the 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 phrase, or you know, people say, do they even believe their own lies? Yeah. Like, and you actually think they might. Yeah. Like, There's some people that you meet. I was actually just talking to my sisters about an individual person on a social circle has nothing to do with anybody that you even know, actually. Right. Right. And they were like, I actually think they believe the lies they tell, like literally believe it, yeah. which is, you know, interesting. But then if you were to take it onto an organization, a workplace level, something much bigger, politics, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. I think there can actually get to a point where, you know, you, you, the external narratives are shaped to, to serve certain self-interests, mm-hmm. whatever they might be. But once that narrative is out there and pushed long enough, um, there are people who can, I think, can actually start believing that themselves. Not, not just. I'm not even really even thinking about the people that initially put the narrative out. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that are are in the narrative that naturally get grouped in, mm-hmm. and then that becomes like a tug of war because then if it if it goes on long enough, so then you have two stark narratives. You know what I mean? At first, mm-hmm. it can be just like, ah, whatever. And then you move on. The river rushes on and life moves on. But if it just keeps coming back and we and that one narrative keeps getting pushed and it's a narrative, it's not the truth. Right. Then it actually becomes almost a state. And obviously, we were talking about the politics. I yes. mean, that is where we're at politically yes. about doubt either, which <laughs> I just have to say, by the way, if if the vote was rigged, like I know I've heard other people say this, if the vote was rigged, then why are any of the people that are saying the vote was rigged that got voted into office not questioning their own vote into office? Okay, okay. I just had to step back. I'm sorry. I just like I was like listening to that episode, and I just I kept ringing through my mind of like, wait a second, this doesn't even add up. Why aren't you questioning your own? Okay, I diverge. A sidebar, as uh, one of my colleagues used to say. Um, so. But yeah, one, if, if there's a determination to push a narrative that's not the truth, that serves some group of people or an, an individual person, but usually it becomes a group of people, it's interesting because the group of people that it serves, even if they were never a part of that narrative push, mm-hmm. begin to think that that's actually the truth. Yeah. And that's like really dangerous because then, I, and that's where the quiet quitting comes into my mind, is that, you know, let me straight out of my experience, mm-hmm. you know, I watched that happen. And at some point, you just got to say, and it's like the car getting dragged behind the car that we talked about one of the episodes, you know, eventually you got to realize whether you're right or wrong, the driver's going to keep hitting the gas with this narrative, dragging you behind. And the only thing you can do is let go, a.k.a. quiet quit. Yeah. 
set your boundary. Say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I've been trying to tell you this car is going off that cliff. You won't listen to me. Me dragging my body behind it isn't helping. Mm-hmm. It's all it all is done is hurting me, and you're just going to do what you're going to do. And that so that then influences choices. This external narrative that you have nothing to do with technically mm-hmm. is then making you make decisions that you otherwise wouldn't have made. Correct. Correct. And only after your internal narrative shifts to say, I deserve better and I can't, as much as I'm a powerful person, I'm not powerful enough, full enough to affect this. So it's like a cascading effect mm-hmm. of narratives and choices. I know that's like really convoluted, but it, and it's, <laughs> some people might get this more than others <laughs> in a certain way, but I think it's applicable no. outside of. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 un, I understand that. Mm-hmm. And if I use myself as an example, mm-hmm. say next week mm-hmm. I go on an interview, I get hired at a corporation mm-hmm. somewhere. Sure. Um, I'm not the same person getting hired. My narrative has changed now yeah. through life experience. Mm-hmm. Am I going to go in with the mentality that I'm a quiet quitter? No, because I still am my optimistic want to want to give extra mm. because that's who I am it's not You're for anything worker. other than yeah. that it's who I am yeah. I'm going to I'm going to come in I'm going to have a good personality I'm going to do as much as I can mm-hmm. however now that I have learned boundaries mm-hmm. and I've seen things happen in the government that I trusted that now you know uh yeah, I I am not the same person I was last year or even six months ago. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. Fundamentally, my narrative is the same. Right. Like internally, yeah. I still, you know, after living all these years, I, I am who I am. Right. But I have learned, I have I have learned through what's happening in the world right now to look out for myself. Yeah. And 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 not be taken in mm-hmm. and be more aware and to question things. And I can still be optimistic, Mm -hmm. but I need to be a little more realistic Mm -hmm. and get, you know, some of the stardust out of my (laughs) eyes and, and, and just take a step back. Mm -hmm. And when I start to see things, not like poo poo it and say, Oh, well, you know, it's just me. I, that, no, no, you're seeing things and your brain is telling you, that so so you so you don't get taken advantage of listen to it right yeah you're still walking in with a good attitude you're still going to volunteer your hours you're going to be doing the hard work but you're also not going in with the expectation that it will be reciprocated period end of story it's i'm going to walk in with that but i'm going to be recalibrating every day and i'm going to be taking in that data oh okay you are okay great well i'm going to keep on going great but oh you're not well maybe it was a one-time thing i'm just going to note that Oh, is this a two-time? Oh, okay. Now it's getting a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's you're still walking in. Your narrative about who you are, being a hard worker, about caring, about being optimistic, bringing joy to people's lives, mm-hmm. very much present and still there. Mm-hmm. It's the additional variable of taking care of yourself. Yes. Yes. And just monitoring that. Mm-hmm. Am I being taken care of? Because if not, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet quitting. You better not quiet quit on me on the podcast. <laughs> I'll know. If you're barely here, you're all zoned oh, no, out. Oh, the me. pressure. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I would prefer you just quit. You know what? Quit in an episode. If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it with character and integrity. I would, I would respect that. I would even post that. Yeah, I can't quiet quit because I have too much fun here. Yeah. <laughs> I take care of you. Guys. You keep monitoring and recalibrating and I'm taking care of you. <laughs> I almost feel like I need to pay you because, no. you know. <laughs> oh, you're paying me. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I appreciate your humor, though, because last week's episode or the week before the thumbnail and I made your face Trump, <laughs> someone was like, you're going to do Terry dirty like that? No, it's OK. No, I like I, th- yeah, I thought uh, Trump's face on my body. Yeah, yeah. It was an improvement for him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You look good in that dress, I thought. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. And I loved his, the, the, fa- his, mm. the, the facial expression mm. and everything. No, I saw it. I just, and you, you with Biden on your yeah. face. I just, it, it gave me such joy. Yeah. And I your tagline, you know, yeah. like they walk into the bar. Yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> well, speaking of narratives, I actually had a couple like loose ideas for the titles and i had to run it by someone because i was like i'm not sure and they were very clear that's the one so oh yeah, yeah that was that yeah. was like yeah. the title yeah. the, the everything that you did was just really fun it okay. was really fun i had fun i was laughing doing it i almost <laughs> sent it to you i was like no i want to get when she she'll react <laughs> so okay yep i think it's a good time to pivot um into narratives about ourselves what do we love and appreciate about ourselves mm-hmm. because that narrative is important to maintain it's a maintenance i think a practice to uh at least from as someone who you know had a shame guilt narrative mm-hmm. you know uh most of my life uh, i am very adamant about this so let's practice our loving narratives towards ourselves okay that's a that's a great segue wow mm-hmm. it doesn't always have it gotta be a co-host you know <laughs> You know, actually, you're the host. I don't know why you call yourself a co-host. You really are the host. I uh, like to show no. up and no. try to get my brain running and, you know, answer questions. But, you know, you all you make all the magic happen. No. Because no, no, no. there's not many people that could sit in that chair and do what you do. <laughs> trust me. And that I trust that, like, and I love it because we'll go in directions. I'm like, I think we're going to go this way. And we're, like, in a different continent. And I'm like, eh, okay, well, great. I, thankfully, I don't have an agenda about where we need to end up. I know, and that's yeah. good because I don't have like yeah, yeah, I'm all over the place in any given day. So what the heck? Well, you're bringing in all these trendy topics. I mean, I know I'm I'm something. Oh, yeah, your marketing's coming out. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, what in the heck is this in my feed? And then yeah, but you're right. Once you click on yeah. the oh, yeah. thing, you don't. You, mm-hmm. you want to learn more about mm-hmm. and it's flooded so yeah. of course my brain's thinking oh gosh this is a thing now everybody's quiet quitting no and that's why people you have to be really careful about getting, getting your news is <laughs> you can right. end up in silos You're and that right it's like the i think i can't remember what it was my cousin called, said it's like the click algorithm or the something algorithm and it will i mean even this conversation it could be a good chance our phones are listening and the things that we're talking about today will be, I'll probably get five reasons why you feel shame. <laughs> but it would be funny if you, if you have the, the companies advertising, we're looking for, for, for five 
quiet quitters. Yeah. Uh, you know, apply today. Right. You know, you don't have to do any more than you're than you know you're expected to do. And uh, you know, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. right? Bizarre. Yeah. Um, weird, weird world we live <laughs> in these days. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm grateful for just this. I mean, this yeah. is so. It's just so refreshing. Mm-hmm. It a week ago I didn't know a I had never heard of this term. I did not. Yeah. Now I've read so much about, talked about it, doing a podcast about. This is amazing, right? Yeah. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn something new and embrace it and mm-hmm. I don't know if embrace, mess it up, whatever. Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. Learn about it. Yeah. Laugh about it. Right. Who knows? I may be the next quiet quitter somewhere. <laughs> I do not know. Well, and I'm like, that's part of what I'm so grateful and why I feel like you are one of the co-hosts because, you know, and I might be wrong, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I kind of sensed a, a feeling of judgment of, oh, you know, that quiet quitting, that's slacking. And I'm Yeah. Like, but then I'm like pulling us back and saying, like, well, actually, you didn't know the term, but you recognize what quiet quitting mm-hmm. was before you knew the trend and you didn't see it as slacking when right. you in the right in the context of understanding a broader a broader concept of what it why someone would quiet quit that's right and so it's i appreciate that because that's very vulnerable of you and very you're very humble and you you don't need to be right you don't need to mm-hmm. yeah you're you don't need to end up somewhere specific in the conversation like no i was right quiet quitting they're just a bunch of slackers yeah, yeah whippersnappers are <laughs> Ticking me off, you young know. whippersnappers. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bust out the cane. Like you, that's not what happens. And I, I am very grateful for that because it just the humbleness I think that's between us allows us to go into conversations um, more freely and find ourselves in spaces we wouldn't otherwise because we're not trying to get somewhere specific, mm-hmm. just nope. to truth and interest and discovery. Like that's what we're trying to do here. At least in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I'm grateful for. Yeah. I am grateful that I quiet quit. <laughs> Just kidding. Slacker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm judging you from over you here. You slacker. You quiet quitter. <laughs> I mean, it is I, actually, I won't even say I'm sad or that I'm grateful for that. If anything, it's sad to me that I got to that point, mm-hmm. but I am grateful that I found my own boundaries and recognized the situation for it was and let go of the car. Amen. I mean, that, yes. it's sad that the car wouldn't just stop. Mm-hmm. But short of that, I'm glad that I let go. So I don't know. It was a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of yeah. feeling and bitterness and all of that. Um, but I am, I will say that truly, like what I'm actually grateful for um, in terms of this episode. These are very, you always call them very heady topics. And and I 100% agree. And uh, last episode, which we record, you know, an an hour ago, whatever it was, was a very heavy topic. Mm -hmm. Um, And we rushed into that episode. We didn't really get to catch up. It was like a whirlwind and we just sat down and, you know, um, and so then all of that combined, I felt on a soul level a little bit like worried walking into this episode. You know, I am trying to, t- I have several topics. I'm trying to mm-hmm. gauge our energies, gauge the last episode on the fly of what makes the most sense. And I kind of walked into this episode feeling a little on a soul level flustered. 
mm-hmm. I would say, for lack of a better word. Um, but what I'm grateful for is that I trust you and I trust me. And I trust that even if that's what it is, well, then guess what? That's the truth of that episode. Alex was soulfully flustered by all of the topics of, of and emotions and truth of the present moment. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 what we're demonstrating is like, yep, guess what? Life isn't you just sit down superficially and like, all right, well, this hour we're going to be great. That's not how life is. And what we're doing is demonstrating real life imperfection. And so I'm just so grateful that I have this genuine joy with you having these conversations, this um, sincere belief in the vision of how I hope that this podcast Mm -hmm. helps others and this deep trust between us that we can be lifelines to each other. And I, and, yeah. and in the realm of narratives, I was thinking at one point in this episode, I actually think that's a lot of what a therapist does is unpacks the narratives in your head. It's very rare that I meet people that have um, <laughs> as many people as I do in my life where I have real deep conversations. Every, I mean, I rarely do superficial. Like I'll do that when I'm <laughs> serving food at a table in my part-time job but <laughs> even then it's actually pretty like genuine even then honestly mm-hmm. it gets pretty deep so I, I i i'm unusual i think in that sense with the relationships i've cultivated but i was only able to do that after i was able to sit down with my therapist and really unpack the destructive narratives that i had in my head about myself um and about my future and my present mm-hmm. right and i think that um I, yeah, I think that's what a, a therapist does is really helps us recalibrate our narrative about ourselves and the world around us. But then to then in addition to you know having a good therapist that you trust and having done that work to have a friend that you can continue to do that with like that's like a gift and a gift, you know. So I am grateful for our trust and our joy, our humbleness, our sincerity and our absolute imperfection, non-expertise. <laughs> that, yeah. We have abundance of. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> don't listen to us. <laughs> don't trust us. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. No, no. Yeah. We're just living our truth. Yeah. Speaking our truth, living it. Yep. And it's our truth and, yep. you know, take it or leave it. Exactly. <laughs> the portal's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, the portal, the portal just sighed. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Can you guys like slow down a little? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs>